Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the Beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the bad, messy, hard parts of your life collide with the good, amazing, great parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful person that you are. On this podcast, you are going to hear from people from all walks of life, and my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. Hey friends, hey podcast listeners. So we are in a really cool series called the Where Are They Now series. This series is going to be really fun because I'm bringing back old guests from previous um, previous episodes, so earlier episodes early on in the podcast, and we're going to find out where are they now. So I'm asking them questions about, again, where are they now, what they've been up to, um, about their passions, about just a lot of different things. These ones are going to be really fun because... Um, It really is just going to feel like you're sitting in the living room with us and we just press record and we have a conversation, Um, sort of interviewee, but not as much. And we're just going to really take off from where they left off. And so definitely go back and listen to the person's episode that was previous. Um, Go back to their episode and listen to it and then listen to their new one. It'll be really exciting to see how they've grown and changed. And so this episode, I am bringing back Caleb Berry. He was on a previous episode. I'll definitely put that in the show notes. Um, We get to talk about how his direction and and passions and just where he thought he was headed and how things have shifted and what new passions have been sparked in him. Um, And then we also actually talk about the Ahmad Arbery incident. So we talk about a video that he he posted after the Ahmad Arbery incident. So the guy that was, um, I mean, all of y'all know, but the guy that was um, killed while he was running, the black guy that was killed while he was running. And so we talk about that. And so to give you a little context too, we do talk about this camp that we worked at called Kids Across America. Um, And the camp was, is catered to urban youth. So um, not everyone from that camp is from rough backgrounds or, or things like that. Um, by any means, but some of them are. And a lot of the kids that are go there as campers are black kids or minority kids, mostly. And so we, um, that's really important for you to understand the context of, what, of which um, what we're trying to say when we talk about that camp in regards um, to the overall topic that we're trying to convey. So that's just really important for you to understand and, and know um, that context, context and um So yeah, so I really hope you enjoy my conversation uh, with Caleb. So here's Caleb. Okay, seriously, thanks for doing this again. Um, Your your episode was one of like my like highest listened to episodes. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. So I don't know if you just have a lot of friends that came and watched it or not, because I don't know who did it. But I can see on my thing, like I can see like what areas of the world like watched it or listened to it and so there were some like other countries which i was really shocked because i didn't even know like i just didn't know people found my podcast so i was like okay so i was like i have to get caleb back on i'm here for it shoot let's go yes <laughs> okay yeah, that, was, that was exciting yeah i enjoyed that conversation with you so yay yeah. No, okay, so I'm super excited because this, like, little series, so I'm doing series now for my podcast, Okay. 
and um this one is the where are they now series so i'm bringing back guests um and so you are going to be one of the first ones on the where are they now series so it's gonna be really fun so i have a lot uh -oh. of a lot of questions for you <laughs> okay you ready yes okay let's, let's have it. okay awesome Okay, so every for everyone listening, Caleb is back. Caleb Berry is back, yeah. and it's fun because we are on Zoom now because the last time we did it in person, yes. which is crazy because we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> help, us, help us, Jesus. Help us. Oh, seriously. Okay. How have you been doing with the whole pandemic situation? I have to ask. So I've been doing great. Okay. Jim, so the reason why I've been doing great is because now, so... And, and as I think, you know, we talked about it before and like as with my job as a, a student pastor at my church, like I can legitimately, I don't have to worry about events. Like I can just focus on studying. I can focus in on the kids and kind of like yeah. really look at where they are even more. Yeah. Um, I can, you know, check in on my leaders more um, and just do pastoral stuff. You yeah. Know them. I just, I'm just like, what the freak? Like, this is amazing. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely, it's given me a focus that like, I just did not have before, you know? Right. Um, so it's, it's been great in that aspect, you know, and I've been able to like really look at some of the stuff that I've been wanting to do, um, and actually doing them now. Yeah. Like I'm training more just in, in concerns with dance. So that's been super fun. Yeah. Um, I started yoga. Like that's been relaxing. Yes. Like, just yo, it's crazy. Like it's just a lot of stuff that I've been able to do and accomplish. And then also like certain things, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not gonna focus on that anymore. Yeah. Or that, or that, or that. Um, and just getting to stuff that's like beneficial for my personal growth. Right. Um, um and and also focusing in on stuff that's good, like that's good for the, the the community and the the people that got the Lord has like allowed me to to lead. So. That's been that's been good. Okay, I, it, I think the the it's sucky, but it's good at the same time right. because obviously during this time, like I've had a lot of time to you know sit, um, and it's it's caused me to think through certain things that's happened in like in a, that's happened in the past. Yeah, and I realized like yeah, you you didn't address none of that. Like yeah. You didn't, you know, and I was talking to a friend earlier today. I was just kind of, I felt like I was, you know, just kind of digging through the trash instead of trying to clean up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, this whole time I've just kind of been digging through the trash a little bit when it concerns those issues. But now it's like, okay, it's no more digging through the trash. It's like you need to, to talk through, really talk through these things. Right. Really like start cleaning out this, this big, huge trash bin that you created. Um, over these years and i was like yo i didn't realize how deep it was until recently like i was there, like a couple of days ago and i was like yeah, this is like new like, revelation stuff oh yeah okay oh, wait it's, yeah. are you an introvert or an extrovert no i'm i'm so like it depends like okay. I'm the, i forgot the name of it but there was, i didn't even know there was a name ambivert i think it's ambivert or something probably yes yeah. so, like, <laughs> i could be I was, completely I, wrong uh, it sounded right. Okay. <laughs> it sounded right, but like I'm that. So like mm -hmm. I'm good with being by myself sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because I just I just enjoy that time alone. Yeah. But like I love being with a lot of people at the same time. You right. know what I'm saying? But like it just kind of depends on how I'm feeling. I like to balance it out. So I think that's probably been the hardest thing. For yeah. Me. Like I've had a lot of one on one time, uh, but like the Lord has been like 
hella faithful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I literally get FaceTime calls um, at times, or like, I got people hitting me up, like, yo, like, I'm gonna come through. And it's like in a, you know, two, three day span. So it's like, I'm not by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm constantly seeing people. So, like, and it's been, it's definitely been times too where, like, I, I legitimately needed it. Like, I needed some right. people kind of there. So, and they just came when I was like, come on now. That's awesome. I'm 100% extrovert. So literally, (laughs) this has been like the biggest struggle of my life. (laughs) But the Lord has definitely done some things. So I like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just been a mess for my like mind. But we are we are making it through. I'm still here. So it's been a year and a half. I don't know if you know, it's been a year and a half since your last episode, which I thought it was a year. I thought I'd recorded you last may when i was in town for akila's wedding but actually yeah. i recorded you the de- that december before that when i was also in town for akila's birthday <laughs> clearly i only got in dallas for akila. <laughs> know, right? um yeah and so i looked at the date and i was like man it's been a year and a half which is crazy yeah. so so many different things so one i want you to just tell us like what do you think is the biggest thing that shifted in your life in the last year and a half and you've kind of started talking about like that god's been doing a whole lot in you and changing yeah. some things up and so what would you say the biggest thing is has been if that's easy a <laughs> question uh, to uh, answer yeah let me let me think about that i would say actually well now that i'm yeah i would say the biggest thing is is like i'm i'm realizing more and more like where the lord has me and yeah. it's okay so like this whole thing of like me being a pastor um and even though like i have the specific role of student pastor like that's that's my life, you know what I'm saying? And like, and I've been okay with that now, you know? Yeah. Um, and and when I came to that, like, you know, that um, that realization, I felt like this weight kind of got off of me because like I was no longer fighting. Yeah. And then all these like little passions started to grow more and more in me, like listening to different pastors and finding books about, you know, apologetics or the thinking or like, and it's like, this is another thing too. Like this has been happening over the past couple of years. Right. Like I would say three, about three years. Yeah. But like, um, like my desire, like I've always had a heart for youth ministry. Um, and I don't think that like, that's not going to change, mm-hmm. but for some reason there was like this, uh, I felt as though like my love for youth ministry was fading, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't fading at all. It was just all the other people of the church was coming up to that same level. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So now it's like, I have a heart for the youth. Yes. But like, no, like I have a heart for the church as a whole, like what that looks like and like families and singles and different things like that. Um, so I've been really looking into a lot of that and like what it looks like to, to shepherd a church as a whole, you know? Yeah. Um, and like that's, that's been a big shift for me because it's like, I was fighting that. I was like, I don't want to do this. Like yeah. I really didn't, you know? Yeah. Like, it's now cr- I'm just like, no, nah, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to be. It's crazy. So on your last episode that we did, um, you talked about like, so we, I asked you about your passions and stuff, and we went through, like, all of them, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You, we kind of surrounded that, your love for teaching. And so it's funny that, like, now you're talking about this because I think that encompasses, like, you can do a lot of, the like, those things in that one phrase, your love for teaching, with, like, yeah. where, where your heart is now. And so I think that's really yeah. interesting because you're like, I love to teach people. I, I took notes on it when I was re-listening to it because I want to ask you, but, like, I love to teach people how to study the Bible, 
And so it's funny that like God has kind of moved you in that direction in some ways, I think, um, because like it's manifesting that. And I'm like, whoa, that's great. Like, that's crazy that we talked about that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like it's it yeah no it really is because and it's I, I really gotta go back and listen to it now and just really see like Lord what have you been doing in my like I feel like that's gonna let me know a lot more of like what you've mm-hmm. um if I go back and listen to it but like yeah like that's like I love and yeah so like even got to a point where I was just kind of I don't know why it happens this way but like I'll be praying with people and I feel like the Lord would give me like uh, an idea to do. Um, with just like, you know, just with either with the youth or with the church or whatever. So like I was praying about it and I hit up some of the guys from the church, some of the ministers at the church. And, uh, and I was just like, you know what, like I, w- I want to do an inductive Bible study on Habakkuk, but like give it to the, like do it with the church as a whole. And I was just like, all right, let me see what my pastor's going to think about that. So I hit him up with it, gave him all my little reasons and whatnot. And he was just like, make it happen. He was like, let me know when you want to do it. And I was just like, yes. So it's like. And it just, there was just excitement that just came over me. And I was, and it just, I don't know, it just keeps hitting me like, Caleb, this is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know? And like, all these things that just keeps happening. I'm just like, yeah, like, this is it. Like, don't fight it no more. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, where are you fighting? You know, but <laughs> obviously that was that, that uh, Jonah moment, you know, but. There you go. I'm just glad it wasn't the whale that, that turned me around. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Or like our equivalent of that in yeah. these, these times. So I'm going to come back to that because I really want to talk a little bit more about that. But one of the things we talked about um, last time, too, was your love for cooking. Yeah. So how has have you been cooking a lot more in quarantine? Do you have like a special dish that's like this is Caleb Berry's dish? Look, so... I'm not a vegan, and I will never go vegan because of bacon, but amen. <laughs> uh, I have eaten a lot of, like, vegan stuff over the years, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. it's just really good. Like, it's just super good, so I was just like, all right, man, let me, let me see what I can create. So, as time went on, like, I remember one day, like, I hadn't gone grocery shopping, and I looked at my refrigerator and didn't have anything but a bunch of randomness, right? Mm-hmm. But I did have some apples and some kale, right? And I was just like, I love sweet and salty. Let's see what happens. So I chopped up the kale, chopped up the uh, the apples, and uh, and you know put my little oil up in a pan. Actually, I had a wok, so I used the wok, and then uh, so I could stir fry. And then I just grabbed like three different um, seasons. Like one was like that uh, that Tony. How do you say the Chatteries? Chatteries? Tony Chatteries? I don't know. Huh? Something like that? I don't know. Yeah, Tony. It's Chatteries. probably embarrassing. I don't know, but it's fine. <laughs> hey, look, it's all good. And then I had like a Himalayan pink salt and something else that I used. Um, it was like something garlic. Mm-hmm. And I just put the mugs together, like, like no meat at all. Like it was just apples and kale. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is freaking amazing. And like I had it for dinner like three days in a row, yo. Like and it was like big bowl of kale and apples. Yeah. And that was like just stir fried. I was like, yo, this is this is mine. Like I don't maybe somebody in the world probably did it. They most likely have. But I was just like, look, y'all ain't making it like this. So so you should start hosting people for, like, Caleb's Kitchen. Like, add that to <laughs> your line of things that you want to do. You know what? I don't, you know what? I could probably do that, you know? Why not? Like, you? T- I mean, you like hospitality. I remember that from last time, too. Like, you said you like hosting people on hospitality. So, I mean, put it all together. You have a business here. Come on now. Yeah, you're right. You know, you know what? I'm in sleep. <laughs> 
I live real sweet. You right. I might have, I might have to go make that happen for real. And then they can come and have Bible study at your house. I have to just put your whole business plan to, I, I can be your manager, whatever you need <laughs> for whatever this is going to be. Um, look, look, get that, get that spiritual food, then get that physical food. Come amen. On. Awesome. No. Okay. No, that's, that's really awesome. No, I, I've, I really enjoyed um, listening back because I think hearing you now, it's really cool to see kind of what, where the Lord kind of has taken you in the last year and a half sure. and like what what he's kind of making you think about. One of the things I want to ask you too, because even in this teaching realm, uh, does that ever like make you nervous of just the responsibility of having to, um, the Lord calling you to this like teaching of the word? And because um, just in, I guess, how you, how you have to like articulate that. And I just feel like being at that, being at that level, it just takes a lot of responsibility. Just God is giving you a lot of responsibility, basically. Does that ever make you just nervous about that? Um, because I feel like, too, there's so many different things people are hearing about the Word of God right now and, like, understanding and, like, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like, for me, even some of the things the Lord puts on my heart, I'm like, man, that's that's a lot of responsibility. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I'm ready yeah. for that. <laughs> no, it really does. It, it does. Um, but I have, like, I, I try, I do my best. And I feel like, and not even just me, like the Holy Spirit definitely reminds me that I'm not doing this alone. So mm -hmm. that's why, like, when I do start talking or start speaking, my nervousness kind of goes away because it's just like, yo, I'm depending on the Holy Spirit to to change people mm -hmm. and to, and even in my study times, like, to, to help me to reveal truth, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's revealing truth to me. Um and that's that's what I'm relying on in concerns with this responsibility, you yeah. know. Um, and and I'm like, and I and I love Paul so much because like as dope as he was, he just kind of was he was just honest about where he was in general, right? So like, so even for like I think it was like Romans seven eighteen where he talks about like uh, where he says, um, "For I know that nothing's good in me, mm -hmm. uh, or for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh." for a desire to do what is right but not the ability to carry it out right mm -hmm. and then at the end of that verse like or not the end of the verse the end of the chapter like it's literally like a thing of but christ is the one that's going to help me in this mm -hmm. you know um so that helps me as i go through this and i see the responsibility that he gives me because i'm just like caleb it's nothing good that dwells in you know in your flesh like it is the holy spirit that is going to uh bring about the success you know what i'm saying if i can say that 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 should come whatever that may look like you know um and i'm not talking like worldly success or anything of the sort but like uh people's hearts being changed and people being able to understand what's going on mm -hmm. or what's what's being taught you know mm -hmm. um so i'm like all right let me just do my due diligence while i'm studying mm -hmm. and allow the holy spirit to transform my heart and teach me and then he's going to do the same exact thing with these people as i'm teaching it to them you know yeah so I get nervous, uh, but that nervousness tends to go away mm -hmm. when I like just be reminded of that, yeah. you know, my weakness, but also God's strength. So Yeah. What are some of the new, like, ultimate dreams for you? So we talked about, like, we had talked about, um, like, your parkour facility um, a while ago. We had talked about even just, like, in what, in some ways, um, how you wanted to pursue dance. Um and I think that might have entailed moving at some point. Um, and so just some of those things, like I want to kind of hear the space and walk through like when 
things start you kind of touched on it but when things started really shifting and like yeah. where have they shifted to and now what are your dreams for sure so um during that time i definitely did say i wanted to get you know what i'm saying like to move to move out and which i still have that desire because mm-hmm. i do believe like the lord is calling me somewhere else but not right now mm-hmm. um and it started to shift when and if my pastor ever it is what, what's the date right now it is <laughs> It's May 24th. Yes, but this is this is episode's not coming out until like June something. <laughs> oh, all good, all good. All right. So <laughs> 2020, like I was I was about to quit my job. Uh cuz I was just kind of I was just just fed up for a lot of different reasons. When was this? What year was this? Uh it wasn't last summer. Summer before last. Okay. Um, so 2000, was it 2020 right now? Yeah. yeah 2018 okay. is when I was about to quit, but that's also when like, so a couple of days later, like I ended up rupturing my Achilles. Yes. And, okay. and yeah, so like I ended up rupturing my Achilles and, um, I, what happened? Yeah. I ruptured my Achilles and like, I'm, I'm at the clinic, right? And or at the doctor's office and about to get checked in. It was my second time going. And I remember sitting down on the couch uh, or on the little bed thing that they had. And they were, and I just felt like everything got quiet. And like the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, what made you meant, what made you think I meant now? You know? Mm-hmm. And like, in a sense of like me leaving, because I was about to go, I was about to figure this whole California thing out. Yes. I remember it was California where you wanted yeah, to go. Yeah. Like, I was trying to figure that thing out. And he was just like, yeah, what made you think I meant now? Like, oh. I didn't, you know, and I was just like, oh, shoot. So that really helped me to start like praying through the details of things. Like, yeah. I, do, I know like the Lord placed it on my heart, but like pray through the details. Okay. What does this look like? You know? Um, when is this going to happen? And it really actually like, you know, planning things out, but giving it to the Lord and saying, Hey, like, what do you think basically, you know, yeah. does this line up with what you want me to do? Um, and so, but like, so since then, like being in my, this space where I'm at and, uh, having a mind shift, uh, mind shift change <laughs> that like, <laughs> how the mind shift change that like, yo, this is where the Lord has me like has definitely switched my passions. Like I still desire to have that facility eventually, Mm -hmm. but now it's like, I really want to go back to school. You know, like I really want to go back to school. Um, and I personally want to go to Biola university, um, which is in California. Um, but I, yeah, just go, go back to seminary and Mm -hmm. grow and, you know, uh, allow like that the teacher just to chisel a lot of the stuff that I'm like, I already have in my head. Yeah. Uh, but to help chisel it in order for me. So I'm able to like even teach um, in a way that's even more clear and that's more informative, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah. So like, that's my biggest thing right now. Like really getting that, getting that going. That's um, awesome. You're going to be a pastor one day. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, for real. Like I really believe like, yeah. that's that's going to be the death of me. Like that's, or not the death of me, but that's what I'm. I feel like when I go see my grave, is I feel like, and again, tomorrow I promise, but this is just a feeling. Uh, I feel like when I do go see my grave in my later years, if the Lord allows, like it's gonna be because it's gonna it's gonna be while I'm being a pastor, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I shoot, I get excited about that because I'm just like, yo, like I get to spend the majority of my life talking to people about Jesus. Like, come on now. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. Well, I I wanted you to articulate that mainly because I think people, there could be people listening. Um, and I think we can run into these camps of like, we've had these things planned out for our yeah. lives or like these things that we're like, we love and are good at, which are not bad things. And we've just kind of had this idea of like, this is the way it's going to go. Or if I do these things, this is, I'm going to get here without really thinking about praying through those things or like even asking God if he wants us to do those things. And, and so, and we fight it. And when we fight, when we fight it, it doesn't usually end well for us, honestly, but just, but just this idea of like, okay, finally letting go. Really it's letting go and surrender is a lot of what you did. I'm just like, okay, like what, like, what are you wanting me to do? Like, where am I going? Like, what is the day to day next step versus like, always thinking about you know however many years from now um and so I really I really like that you kind of explained that just because I think there could be people listening like maybe I should stop and really think about like does God want me here like maybe he's calling me to something else and I'm fighting it you know yeah yeah yes ma'am and so and that's that's so good because like so this is another thing this is a whole plug that I'm about to put in too so like come on so I'm actually even um, and I felt like the Lord placed some stuff in my heart. Like, I think right before I did the interview, yeah, before I did the interview, actually, um, that I'm actually doing now. Um, and it's, it's this book that I started writing. Um, it's called, yeah, it's called pins and pencils. Okay. Um, and it's basically, um, uh, about how we should. So it's, it's, what I'm looking at right now is just like it's an encouragement to write your life in pencils because I do believe like we should be planning things. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's anything wrong with us planning things, but when we write it in pencil, like the Lord can easily just come in and erase if needed. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, whether as like whereas if we write it in pen, that's when we want to like hold everything. And it's kind of, it seems permanent in our head. So when the Lord tries to like switch stuff, we want to fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't know if you remember like with the, the pens and they had the erasers on there. <laughs> my pen used to get ripped all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so basically that's kind of like what it's, that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and showing different biblical examples of when uh, God switched, so switching things or holding things. Um, or whatnot, but it's like, it's all for his glory in the first place. So it's just like, we can't write our lives in pain. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, it's not about you. It's, it's about what God has called mm. you to and what he's doing for you. So uh, not for you, but what is he calling you to do, yeah. um, in whatever area he's putting you in, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, so it's pens and pencils and I'm like actually like taking this, uh, virtual class. I think I was like, Oh, but I was like, look, I'm here to grow. And like, they help you like write these different, they write you, uh, help write, uh, help you to write the books. Um, and they give you like graphic for like book covers and different things like that to help you. And they, they get you right. So my mom and I are actually doing it too. So I'm excited to actually do that with her. That's awesome. Okay. (laughs) You like heard it here first people. Caleb's writing a book. (laughs) And again, when it like it becomes big, I just want to say that you talked about it here first. Look, look, if this blows up and, and I get on some like, you know, like they start asking me for all the interviews, look, every year I'm just going to come back and do an interview with you. Okay, right? please, like, please. 
Yeah, you can follow boost. up. We got our, not the follow up. What is it? What, what are you calling this interview? Where are they now? Where are they now? Yes. Like, Every year I got a where are you now with Mark. Yes. It will boost my ratings, especially with the book. But that is really cool. And that is an awesome analogy, which I haven't thought about before, but it makes so much sense. Like, I think that can really connect to a lot of people of just like, yeah, like you're cultivating, like you said, cultivating and planning things and desiring things, but yeah. with open hands that the Lord can come open hands, yeah. do what yeah. he wants with them. And I think that's a hard thing for um, sometimes just like, I was going to say our generation, but I think it's really with everybody. Oh, to sure. just like yes, to, to do especially sometimes when you feel like um you're in a life situation where you really do need to like be playing the next step because like every day is just maybe because of your financial situation or whatever yeah. um you need to be a little bit more careful of how you do th- so it's hard to surrender you know what yes, i mean sir. and so oh, yeah. the act of surrender can just be like really difficult um yes, and so i think yeah, I think that is like a hard lesson to learn, but it, I mean, I, I'm glad you're going to tell people about it. <laughs> yeah, we we gonna talk about it because I'm just like I just been in spaces in, so, in too many occasions where like I had this plan, you know, mm-hmm. and this was supposed to happen. So like oh, actually, <laughs> and what I said earlier, just like I, oh, what I said earlier about not, uh, I'm glad I didn't have to go through a a, a whale moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Jonah. That Achilles rupturing was actually my yeah. my whale moment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because uh, he was like, no, 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 I told you to stay. Like, why are you, why are you trying to go over there? You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, so, like, it's it's that. And it's, it's a lot of different areas that I want to, like, I'll be able to talk even more about and, like, in the book and uh, even beforehand. But still, like, it's just a lot of stuff that I'm learning and concerns with this mm-hmm. thing of allowing God to, to run my life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And truly surrendering. So, which is a, it's a daily thing. Like, and I think once we start to learn that part too, it, it becomes a little bit easier because it's like, I don't have to focus on tomorrow. I don't have to focus on yesterday, mm-hmm. but I, let me, let me surrender my life today and what he's teaching me today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, so yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I have a question. Have you been skydiving yet? Because you talked about it. No, I have <laughs> not. Like, I've been wanting to do that. And no, I have not. I have not skydived just yet. <laughs> come on, Caleb. I was I was hoping, like, this time around, I was going to come back and you've skydived. I did get close to I don't know if you're going to ask this, but can I bring it up? I don't, you I don't can know. bring it up. I didn't have lunch with him, but I got to chop it up with Matt Chandler. <gasps> you did? I oh. did. Oh my gosh, I was going to ask that. We're totally talking about that now. Okay. Oh, So, <laughs> I think you're the first person so far out of any of my guests that have actually, like, interacted with the person that they wanted to have lunch with. So, kudos yes. to you. How was that? <laughs> it was amazing. Like, so, like, I... Oh my gosh. So, I went for my birthday weekend. Um, and, like, it's funny. I took a vacation day off uh, from my church because to, <laughs> to go to his church. <laughs> <laughs> so and I was like and I was gambling because I was just like I don't know if he's gonna be teaching today yeah got there that jet walked out I said my god so um were you nervous going, be honest huh were you nervous be honest nervous no nah, okay. uh, 
I was just like hella excited. Like I was super excited. Okay, like this is the dude that like I mm-hmm. um learned so much about manhood from. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like from a like legitimate biblical perspective. Yep. And Mark twelve thirty, I think is a great verse, you know what I'm saying? But there's so many other verses that talks about biblical manhood yep. that he really like showed your boy. And I was just like, What the heck? You know, like yep. it's, it's all this gooey goodness in the scriptures that, that like ain't been shown and he started from genesis and i've never heard that before even in my 20s you know mm-hmm. uh, they started from genesis yeah. talking about manhood i was like come on come mm-hmm. on Lord. but yeah so like I, I got there and uh ended up uh and i was with my ex at the time or my girlfriend at the time um and uh we yeah we got in there heard him preach super excited great stuff i was like Hey man, come on, brother. Like he was going in as usual. Yes. Um, and I was trying to like talk to him afterwards. Um, and that's like what I'm over here in Dallas to Denton. That's like a maybe an hour drive mm-hmm. where we were. And like because there was so many people, couldn't find him. But they were just like uh, they invited everybody to come back for a prayer night. And I was like, it's my birthday. I'm going back. So we ended up going back. And like they just had a line, like he was just up in the front, and I, this is what I appreciate about him so much. Like he was just like it's just a time of prayer, so they'll yeah. get up there. They, they they did some worship, they prayed, um, and then like talked just a little bit, prayed some more, and just literally prayed for the rest of the night. But like there was this line uh, to to just chop it up with Matt and just pray, and like he was just praying with people, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was amazing, and. Uh, that he would just like you know give himself up for in that moment um and so i got in line i said bomb this i'm about to talk to this brother <laughs> and uh so yeah i just got to talk with him and told him how much i appreciated him and i was just like hey man keep doing what you're doing and he was just like brother he was like i'll 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 have no other way i was like that's real but here's the funny part though oh my god <laughs> what did you do <laughs> <laughs> yo i didn't feel any type of way i was just like yo this is freaking hilarious so you remember when uh there's like this video there's a viral video of obama and he went to this like basketball locker room and every time yes. he got with the white people he's just like hey how you doing nice to meet you blah blah as soon as obama got to the black people like what up dude right <laughs> i'm like maybe fourth in line and he's just like talking to them and uh, talking to different people, praying, genuine stuff, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And then I got to him, and he had this huge smile on his face. <laughs> he said, how you doing, brother? And I was just like, I'm good. So, like, we dapped <laughs> up in everything. And it was just like, it was so genuine. Like, so it, it didn't feel at all like, because I've had times where I've interacted with, like, white people at times, and I'm like, all right, he's black. I got to act cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. That was not the vibe that I got. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? And it's not just because, like, I, I love the dude, man. It was just, like, he was just, like, genuinely happy mm-hmm. that I was there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, just got to pray. He got to pray. We, uh, I got to pray with him. And it was just great, you know? And, like, I was like, I think I'm good. You know? Like, I... Like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Chris Brown fan, but, like, if I never get to meet Chris Brown, I'm good. Like, I'm I, good. I'm, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> like, yeah, genuinely, that. I'm genuinely happy for That is so <laughs> awesome. Yes, <laughs> In like, so is, many ways. He's an amazing man of God who, like, yeah. is genuine and just about where he is. Yeah. And walk, um, 
with with Christ. Uh, he walks out what he he preaches. When he fails, he brings his failures up and mm. and works on those failures that I've seen. And like, yeah, it's just some good stuff. Yeah, what I love about him is like anytime I listen to his sermons, I I just think about Jesus. Which I mean, I think that probably people would be like that's supposed to be obvious but i don't think that's obvious every time you listen to everybody like you think like i literally just i really like want to go talk to jesus generally um and i think it's i think it's because i just like directness and and when pastors are very direct and just like this is what it is like like like, this is what the bible says like this is what sin sin is you know like they just it doesn't sugarcoat um and i'm not saying necessarily that other ways are not great i just personally like that's how just tell me <laughs> like <For sure. laughs> just tell me what it is and that is so real you know yeah, and, he's like he's a savage mm-hmm. when it concerns the bible and i love that you know what i'm saying like me too for real for real and i think um yeah like not a lot of pastors now i'm not gonna say not a lot but the the pastors that are like uh a lot of well-known pastors like they they're not as clear with it you know what i'm saying because i feel like when i listen to certain pastors like i get encouraged but like when i listen to him a lot like i learn more about jesus right that's how i feel it makes me want to go out and learn more about jesus Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like yeah i know i'm I'm always like dang i need to go (laughs) repent of that basically Let me go talk to Jesus. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Oh, I'm so happy. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about um a, a Instagram video that you posted that I reposted. Um, oh, sure. Huh? For sure. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about that on um today, just because I think it was wonderful and amazing, and I feel like people that I know that don't follow you that I feel like need to listen to it. Um, yeah. We're going to recap it. <laughs> and then some people may need to hear it again. But what was your heart before you posted that? And where was your frustration at? Um, and I'm sure as you say that, people will understand what video I'm talking about. But For sure. So, like, um, <clears throat> over the years, for a very long time, especially, like, uh, I would say, uh, like, right after Trayvon Martin, like, after that whole piece mm-hmm. um, happened, like, I just continue to hear people rebuttal when other people say, like, hey, Black Lives Matters, or, like, man, he shouldn't have died, he should still be here, blah, blah, blah. I would continue to hear people say, um, well, why don't y'all have that same energy mm-hmm. when it concerns Black-on-Black crimes that's happening in the inner cities or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, like, when I heard that, at first when I heard that, I was just like, no, like, we, we, we're, we're out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I just kept hearing it over the years, and I was like, oh, shoot. So, like, when, right before that video, I actually heard a black guy say it, you know? Um, and I love, like, I, I love his videos and all the stuff that he does, but he said that, and I was like, yo, this is literally a narrative that people believe to be true, like, right. a lot of people, and it, but, like, especially... With white people, but I, I I don't believe they've done their actual homework on that. I just think that's another thing they they can say to make their mm-hmm. racism or yeah to you know what I'm saying yeah. to to make it look more fluffy. I guess right. But I'm just like that's not true. Right. I know so many people, like black people and grandparents, 
um, and and mentors and discipleship makers or disciples, disciples um, who are in their neighborhoods putting in work and like they grieve over a young dude or a young lady that just got shot randomly because of some gang violence, you right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like they go on these like little marches of like, um, um, like, you know, no more gun violence and stuff like that. Like they really don't post those up as much as they would like, you know, as soon as a black guy gets shot by a white person, like the media goes nuts for that, you yeah. know? Uh, but when we're doing the, the quote unquote positive thing and like fighting against what's going on in our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. they don't, nobody posts that, mm-hmm. you know, um, except for maybe the people that are part of that and right. on their Instagram stuff. Uh, but this thing that this, yeah, just this narrative of like black people don't have the same energy when yeah. it concerns, you know, what's going on in the neighborhoods. Like that's, that's a straight lie, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's total opposite from what I've continuously seen. So I'm just like, you have, uh, you got the, you have a lot of black people right now who get frustrated and angry and sad and all this other stuff and concerns with white violence um, against black people. Mm-hmm. But you also have that same frustration and anger towards our own, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we do something about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the white side, <laughs> there's not a lot of anger or emotion towards you know, the violence that happens between black people, but with the, the racism that happening on their end, it never gets addressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There, there's never really this like, Hey, let me hold my brother account. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you want us to do that for our people in our neighborhoods, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. which we're already doing. Yes. You know? Um, and which we've been doing since the get go, yeah. you know? Um, and and that's why I brought like kids across America and Stony Creek because you got just all these kids that's just, like coming. They're not kids; they're young adults um, that are taking their summers to talk. They know what they get themselves into. Mm-hmm. Some of these kids come from uh, hard backgrounds, you know. Um, not all of them, but some of them do. Um, and they get to love them, those kids, for a whole week, and they get to send them back, hoping and praying like that the Holy Spirit is going to work in them and that they stay safe and that they learn that they have value. Um, because they are made in the Imago day, um, and they share the gospel with them, and they um, and for some of those cats, like they still walk with them. You know what I'm saying? Like I stayed in contact with some of the kids that were in like jihad with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, which um, is a, a dance class for those that don't know. <laughs> and God honors our praise jihad all day. You know, so like, and I've chopped it up with some of those kids now. Like they're in, they all like they they're how they yeah they're in college now. I know, you know? we're old. We're 19, old. 20. I'm like, ooh, father, you know? <laughs> We're old. Come on, you know? So. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That No, I, I, I wanted you to recap that, too, because um, I, I think it was so, so, especially in, like, believing circles, and me and you have, so, obviously, we met at a camp that we worked at, um, but I think one of the big things you said was like, you know, some of you people that are saying these things worked with these kids, like, you know, and, <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? I'm and like, Look. so to say that there aren't things, um, and like you said, I mean, not all of the kids at kids across America were from rough neighborhoods by any means. Um, but know. some of them were, and to say that there are not things in place where we where black people are trying to um, work within their communities. 
I mean, it, it, it is frustrating because I was like, you were there, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and, um, and so I, I just really liked when you were, were explaining that because I was just like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's frustrating. And one of the, one of the quotes you said, I wrote it down because I'm going to tell you, talk about it, but it said, you said, we tend to engage all of the things with the gospel, but when it comes to like injustice and racism, we tend to cover it with the gospel. Yeah. Explain that to yeah, the people. Yeah, so like, so I'll bring up abortion. So for instance, like, I've heard a lot of sermons in most, a lot of white churches on abortion, you know? And they're talking about how that, that how that life has value, that it's made in the Imago day. And as they're talking to these people, like, they're talking like how, you know, the killing of babies is sin, and the only way that sin can be taken care of is through Christ Jesus, you know what I'm saying? And like, they start to talk about Christ and his love for for them and a the love for that baby um and they and then they start to, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't just like yo like um come listen to me talk he was just like yo come listen to me talk but I got some bread for you right and I got some fish for you you know um during this time because these, these cats out here hungry so I'm gonna give y'all both um <laughs> And, you know, and I, and I think so, and, and that's what we do with, abor- with abortion. I think that's great. But so that's the engagement, you know what I'm saying? Part of, of the gospel. But when it concerns black people dying, it's like, just let the gospel handle it. Literally, that's it. There is no, hey, let me, let me talk to you about like, let me, let me Engage. hear your part and the hurt that you have and different things like that. And once you hear their heart. Um, and you hear their hurt, um, you start to see that, like, uh, I, I truly believe they'll, they'll start to see how people don't feel like they're valued at all. Mm-hmm. Which, in that, now I can tell you that, man, you are made in the Imago Day. You have value. Hey, and you know what I'm saying? And start to show them why they even have value. Um, and hopefully I'm explaining this uh, no, no, I, I, I think I understand too. So, I mean, I think there's a, a disconnect sometimes is like we engage certain, certain things in the gospel and we want to fight for them to yeah. the nth degree. Um, but then other things where either it either causes us to have to like look at ourselves or stuff we don't want to engage and like yeah. we don't want to act. So we want to be able to say that like God is still good in the midst of this. Yeah. Or like, like you said, God will take care, take care of it. But we, want, we don't want to, we don't want to think of the reality and the other one, like other things we do. And so it's just not like the lives just don't seem equal. <laughs> I, it, it really doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they move different. And I, and here's what, here's what I, I truly think too. Um, and this goes for non-believers and believers, man, like on, on the white side, they may be offended by this, uh, but I really think because if you think about it, if it really doesn't affect them for the most part, there's no care really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you think about it, like abortion does affect them. Um, and, and, and I think about all these other different things too. Like you think about, I could be going off on a tangent, 9-11, right? <laughs> Don't forget 9-11, but please forget slavery. Yeah, you know, um, and when you know, I forget. Like, yeah, you got what's your boy name? Um, I just mentioned him early. He just got he got killed. Trayvon. 
Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Trayvon Martin dies. It's not really anything they have to say about that. But that gorilla died, like because they they value animal life so much, like that <laughs> affected them. You know what I'm saying? And now cats got shirts and all this other stuff. I'm just like, yo, like all these different situations, just like if it doesn't affect me, I don't have to worry about this thing. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I feel like that's literally what it is about with racism, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for the most part. Um, because I have seen very few, but I've, I've seen a, I have, I've had a good response from a few of my white brothers and sisters. Like uh, one of my homies, Andy, shouts out to my guy, Andy. He was my roommate, or not roommate, my co in uh, KA. Um, and we literally sat down and watched 13th together. And it took us almost three hours to watch it, you know, because we were talking through it you know what i'm saying like he was asking questions and we were just talking and it was just so good you know what i'm saying because he saw how it actually does affect us all as believers you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um and we have to do it collectively like we can't just do it by ourselves but um sorry i just went on a little tangent but yeah i thought that was great for my guy like he he has brought my levels of faith up in my white brothers and sisters. <laughs> there you go. No, that was good. I really just wanted you to explain that because I think people need to hear it and I think people just need to understand people that, I mean, know us, um, but just need to understand our heart for why yeah. we post those things and why we say these things and to understand just like where we, where we feel the disconnect is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where, um, sure. and, and I think, you know, people listening, I think people would be like, okay, what do we do? 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 What would you tell them? <laughs> so practically, one of the main things that they can do right now is just talk to their white brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, correct them when they're wrong. Call them out on their racism if they say something. You know what I'm saying? Because you can still be a Christian and be a racist. You know I'm like? That is very possible. Just <laughs> like you can struggle with any other sin. You know what I'm saying? Um... And and I would say definitely learn up, you know, because I don't think you can help too much if you if you don't really know. Because I think a lot of people say, well, what do we do? But I'm just like, I don't really think you know what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so learn up. You can go look at the new Jim Crow. You can go watch Thirteenth. Um, and there's just a bunch of different things that they can go look at to inform themselves on what's going on. Mm-hmm. But holding their brothers and sisters accountable when your daddy says something. That sideways against your next door neighbor who is black, correct him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell him why that's wrong. Tell him why that's offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of laughing at all, because mm-hmm. it's not funny. You know? Yeah. Um, because yeah, because a lot of those times too, it's just like you get so comfortable with doing it around your folks. Yeah. It's gonna come out eventually, and it's gonna be ugly. You know? But I think it helps when somebody is correcting them and holding them accountable, just like y'all want us to hold. Our community is accountable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say that that that's like the main thing. Because I'll be honest with you. Obviously, nothing is going to like uh, be completely changed mm-hmm. until Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things I was talking to my homeboy about this, and we black we, we might get probable with it, with this, but like no change is really going to happen without white people. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we can't sit here and act like, oh, this is all going to change just with us. Like, no, no, no. Like, they they have to be a part of this. You look at history, you look up about, you think about the, uh, the Underground Railroad, <laughs> that went just straight black people. 
Um, and I think with the privilege that they have, they can make stuff happen, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but it, again, like it has to happen collectively, but mm-hmm. it also actually has to happen in the church first. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend that said, worse. yeah, I had a friend that said it's really crazy to think that, and it, and you can take this into any scenario, um, white versus black or any scenario, but just like when you have privilege to think the some the someone without the privilege or a marginalized group can do everything on their own because they're not the privileged ones. And so with when you have privilege, you're going to have to do something with it. And mm-hmm. it's either going to be one way or the other. And so I think yeah. to encourage believers listening, it's like, you've got us, we got to step up in all areas. Like we, like you know, we can't I, just yeah. decide that we care about one area of of sin and engage the gospel with it and not care about another. Like we can't, we, we can't, like you can't, you can't do that. That's you facts. can't do that. that you, you either, it's all or nothing. And so as much, as passionate you are about this other thing and, and the laws that affect that, you need to be just as passionate over here. Yeah. And it's not one of those things too, of like we're trying to make every conversation on a Sunday morning. Right. About race. Like right. It's not, no, it's not what we're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? But like there is, we talk about this, uh, pandemic with coronavirus, mm-hmm. but this pandemic of racism has been going on for a very long. Like it's embedded in America, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, if America could bleed, you'd see racism come out. You know, like, <laughs> like it, and and that's just that's just where we are. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Caleb, you're awesome. <laughs> All the things you want to do are so awesome, and I just I am like super encouraged, especially like the Bible study thing because. Sure. So I just joined um, the leadership team at my church to start making curriculum for our small group Bible studies because I'm really passionate, well, especially women of like thinking about the Bible with their head and not just their heart, <laughs> not just yeah. but intellectually. And so when you're talking about like doing the inductive Bible studies, I was like, oh my gosh, that's literally like my heart for our generation. Cause I feel like our generation doesn't really biblically illiterate no that's real it's because like we don't we don't know how to go past like the um we don't know how to go past the the actual the surface level that's all we don't know how to go surface level like they like they really don't and i don't get it twisted like i'm learning more and more on that as well um fortunately i got to learn that like maybe almost six years ago when you had when I was at the clinic, like, yeah. institute, like learning how to like do inductive bible studies and uh so that's been good for me but i'm just like i know that i'm gonna be a pastor one day but i don't think you have to be a pastor to know how to really dig you know what i'm saying no yeah no i agree you don't well, have to be a pastor to dig yeah and i just feel like that's what a lot of people think you know what I mean? Like, if I'm not in ministry, that, like, I don't really, like, need to know theology. And, yeah. I mean, you don't need to, like, maybe know it as much as a pastor in the sense of, like, you're not teaching it every day. But I just feel like yeah. theology is even if you're discipling. And I feel like everyone should be discipling. So, um, yeah. I'm just kind of like, well, yeah. So, it's just nice to hear that, too. Because I also just think, like, culturally, too, we just weren't taught that. Um that is true. Like we weren't. Ta- that's the whole other thing too that I'm learning. Yeah, like we weren't taught how to study the word. Like we just weren't. Like it's not in our. I mean, it's getting there now, and we have a lot of black people yeah. to look up to that are theologians. But like, it just like wasn't there, and so the only people I saw doing that were like white people, and so I was like, well, yeah. 
that's kind of their thing, you know? Yeah, um, and it's like, you know, I ain't trying to blame everything on racism, but, like, I was, but it's true. I was thinking about that, too. But, like, even way back when, when they had seminaries, they weren't allowing black people to go up in there. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, that was a part, that was a big part of us not knowing, like, this whole thing of, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Greek and the Hebrew and the, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, dispensationalism and all this other stuff that mm-hmm. they know. That we don't know. <laughs> it's just like, bro, like, yeah, we, we didn't get that. No, no, we just, we know shouting. We know that God is good, <laughs> that God is freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we got flavor and all, but like, sorry, we, <laughs> we didn't get that. Right. Like, your great-grandparents stop this. Or stop my great-grandparents. Stop my great-grandparents. No, right, no. So I'm just, like, I makes me super excited. Sorry, not to take all your time. But no, it just makes me super excited to hear that from you because I'm, like, I'm just super passionate about that. And I just, like, want everyone biblically literate, like, in mind and heart. Because you need both, right? Like, you need, sure. you need to, like, understand the Bible in both capacities. Yeah. No, that's so good. Um, we are nearing the end of the podcast. Um, and okay. so on the Where Are We Now series, I kind of I kind of already talked about this, uh, but in 1.5 years, we're going to we are going to say, hopefully you'll be pursuing school, right? Yeah, that's the goal. Okay. Preferably, like, if that's what the Lord allows, I'm here for it. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So whether that be, like, me actually online or... Like mm-hmm. physically in school, like I'm. Um, it is what it is. Look, I'm. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make moves. Yes, 